This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. Well, well, well. It's finally happened. What has happened? Uh, Dimland Radio is on iTunes. It's available on iTunes. Never thought I'd see the day. Uh, I did, just the other night, I did a uh, about a 14-minute long sort of a intro to what Dimland Radio is all about or why it's about, what I am about that kind of stuff. And hopefully it didn't sound too rambling. But uh, it was just you know, something that went up on face or on iTunes right away to show that, um, you know, just to give a little bit of an explanation. I'll probably hit some of the same stuff during this show that I hit there just for people who were listening to this for the first time. This is going to be your first exposure to this this program. And to me, uh, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm a skeptic. I'm an atheist. Uh, I'm a pedant. Uh, hopefully not too extreme in any of those things, although in my skepticism I can be, you know, not uh, not uh, a closed-minded skeptic because skeptics, after all, aren't the closed-minded ones. It's the believers that are the closed-minded people. It's been explained on this show in the past that the open mind is 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 the skeptic's mind. If a skeptic is doing things properly, I mean, there are those that are not understanding what it means to be a skeptic. You know, folks that deny that uh, global climate change is happening and that human activity is largely responsible for it. They think themselves to be skeptics, but they're actually deniers. But the see, a skeptic will tell you if you tell if you ask them, what would it take for you to believe something for you to accept the explanation being given for uh we'll go with the easy one bigfoot what would it take and and a skeptic will say well show me a body you know give me that kind of evidence Uh, i'm not going to continue to say well no it doesn't exist i'll say oh well, what, how cool is that? Great. Let's study it. Let's 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 find the new the Jane Goodall of Bigfoots that will go in and live amongst them and study them and give us all that information that we can get from them. That'd be awesome. But hasn't happened yet. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about Bigfoot later. Uh, at least I'm going to try to talk a little bit about Bigfoot later. As I said, it's it's the easier skeptical explanation for people. It's it's easier because it's because uh, it's that's how that's how easy it would be to prove it. Show us a body, I, I mean really a body, not a not a Bigfoot costume in a in a cooler with some ice thrown in and some chicken parts. That happened a few years ago. A couple of fellows said uh, we've got a body, and that just eh, never turned out to be real. And you know that's how it goes. But it's that easy. It says here, but here's the body. Show it to scientists that can study it and check its DNA and see what kind of animal it is and and, and find out, you know what, it is, it is a primate that uh, we've yet, we have not discovered yet, and there it is. So there it is. And, and, and skeptics of, of Bigfoot will say, what do you know? Bigfoot exists. How cool is that? But a believer, a believer is someone that won't shift their position no matter what kind of evidence is shown that they are wrong. Someone who believes that Bigfoot exists. Oh, look, I saw one, and I know what I saw. 
uh, okay, personal experience is really tough to get past, and it's and it, but it's not good evidence, uh, especially for an extraordinary claim. And it, they're the ones that have decided, I believe that it exists because I'm telling you I saw it, or the evidence that has been shown has been good enough for me, and I believe it. And, and you ask them, well, what, what would you need? Can you think of anything that would get you to not believe in Bigfoot? And if they say no, that's the closed mind. Not, so it's, it's that way. A lot of people tend to think the skeptics are the ones with the closed mind. They really, it, it's, we have a bad rep, and we're trying to improve that, I, I hope. Uh, and maybe, in part, my show will do kind of a little bit of that. And, and, and what I talked about in my little uh, Dimland Radio iTunes primer, that I, that's the first thing that's shown up on iTunes, is I mentioned that uh, I'm a skeptic on an Internet radio show. I made the joke about uh, 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 George Robb. He does a podcast called Geologic, uh, the, the Geologic Podcast, and he's done it for a long time, and it's brilliant. It's a great podcast. It's funny. It's uh, it's well produced. It's he's really good. He's very talented, and and he's and he's 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 influenced how I do my show a little bit, and. Um, Although, you know, I'm not nearly as good. <laughs> but wait a minute. I'm trying to get you to listen to me. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, he had somebody ask his advice on what to do when to, they were thinking of starting a podcast. What should we do? And his advice was you should do maybe three or four of them and, you know, practice runs. Just just record them as you would and, and work out the bugs, get the feel for it, do three or four, and then throw them away and then do one for real, and then offer it for public consumption. And I, I made the joke that I took his advice a little uh, a bit to the extreme. I did 300 shows before putting this on iTunes. Now, I didn't throw those shows away. They are available. Most of them are avail available at ztalkradio.com. You, you noticed when the show started, there's a disclaimer. This is, uh, you know, the opinions uh, are that of the host and not necessarily of the uh, ztalk radio people or whatever or whatever it says. I listen to it all the time, but you think I'd have it memorized, but I don't. But that's essentially what it says, and then it says this is a production of ztalk radio, and that's kind of the agreement that I'm in with uh, the owners of ztalk radio uh, that. That's what I have to put on my show if I'm going to have my, my program air on ztalkradio.com, which it does every week on Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. That's central time. Wherever you are in the world, you have to figure it out from there. And what that offers is uh, on Saturday night, I'm there. Uh, the shows are pre-recorded. I do these. I record these shows on Friday nights, and then I put them into the, the server so that they they play when they're supposed to. And I and I get to the chat room just before uh, the the Talk Radio chat room just before eleven o'clock, and I make sure everything's set up and ready to go. And then when the time comes, I I press a I click a button in the server, and that sends it to my show so that it starts out. And then I'm in the chat room for the whole thing, and if you want to talk, you can do that. People can do that. And I have some people that have been regulars all about, all along. Right from the very beginning, there's one person in particular who's done that, and my younger brother shows up. and So it's it's been cool. And I've been doing the show since March of uh, 2010. And ZTalk Radio is a paranormal pro station. Uh, most of the programs you're going to hear on on uh, Z Talk Radio, if you listen to the other stuff, most of it is going to be dealing with psychics and spirit mediums and angels and demons and ghosts and ghost hunting and UFOs and UFO sites and sightings and Bigfoots and other crypt cryptoids or cryptids or however the word is. Uh, it's going to deal with conspiracy theory stuff. It's going to have oh, it's going to have all that kind of stuff, and it's going to be very credulous in a lot of it. And I'm the resident skeptic, so uh, I get to spend my show, not that I do this, but I could, we're just, well, I kind of do, where I just sort of uh, say where they're pretty much wrong. <laughs> now, I, I can't I can't just you know, say, oh, you know, the show host here on this particular show, uh, he thinks he's psychic. Well, he's not. Uh, I have to say it more like uh, the owner of the station, uh, there's a fellow named Scotty Rourke, He's a good guy, nice guy, likes me, I like him. Uh, he believes himself to be a spirit medium. He knows that I'm doubtful of that. 
I mean, I believe he believes it, but he knows that I, I have my doubts as to whether he's contacting the spirit world because I don't accept that there is a spirit world. There isn't really good evidence for it. You know, so he knows that. But I can't, I have to be a little nicer to the hosts. I can be mean or if, if mean, I'm not sure that's the way to put it, but I can be pretty blunt when it comes to uh, people who, in my opinion, know that they don't have any abilities and they're just putting it over on, on the public. You know, people like uh, the late Sylvia Brown, I don't. I think she knew that she was. She was putting a bag over people's heads, fooling them, and with her with her routine. I could be wrong. She might have really believed that she had the ability, but eh, I don't think so. So I I, I showed up listening to uh, a friend of mine's show who uh, that was on here on Z Talk, and I would be in the chat room, and I would offer skeptical points of view and questions of guests and, and of the show hosts and, and I began to develop a bit of a reputation and people liked me because I wasn't being too much of a jerk about it. Well, once in a while, once in a while and I'd, 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 I'd try to be as diplomatic as possible but but they started to think, you know, he's okay. you know, And they and I went by the nickname Dr. Dim in the, uh, in the chat rooms. Uh, I'll explain Dr. Dim uh, in a moment. Uh, but the idea came to maybe you should do a show. And Scotty, the owner of the station, said, that'd be a great idea. You, Saturday night, 11 o'clock, you can do them then. We've got a spot for you right there. And I said, okay. It took me a while, got it together. And I used to do the show live. I used to just go right on at 11 o'clock and just do the show. One hour, just bang it up. Uh, as I said, I pre-record, I pre-record them now, but I do it pretty much the same way. I have my composition notebook. Uh, my Wexford 80 sheet composition notebook, college ruled, and I do some show prep, put in some notes, some bullet points of what I want to hit, and and I and I leave things open a little bit for me to go off on tangents. I do that sometimes, uh, but I pretty much have something set up to talk about. I don't do all skepticism talk. I don't do all atheism talk. I don't, you know, it, but it's mixed in there. I'll talk about sports. I'll talk about politics a little bit. Uh, I'll talk about anything that really kind of gets under my skin <laughs> that bothers me or stuff that I think is interesting, stuff that I think that's cool, some science talk and some other things. Uh, so you'll learn that if you continue to listen, and I hope you do. You'll learn that I have these little segments and things. Um, so, I finally, you know, people were saying, you know, you get a lot more people to listen to the show if you get it on iTunes. Uh, it's, it's, you'd get a lot more. I said, I know. <laughs> but the, one of the things that was holding me back was I would lose that gimmick of being the skeptic on a station filled with people who believe. A bunch of believers and the one skeptic. I would lose that kind of thing where I'm not preaching to the choir, assuming that people that are listening to those other shows are listening to mine. And uh, I would lose that, I think, because going into the into iTunes, people who will find out about this show will uh, hope, hopefully find out from other skeptics. Uh, the Minnesota Skeptics Group, uh, I should say that I, I do this out of St. Paul, Minnesota. That's where I live. And I'm, I'm, I'm part of the Minnesota Skeptics Group. I met up with them this past week, the second Thursday of every month. We meet up, and I told them that I'm going to, I, at the time, I said, I'm going to be on iTunes. It's going to happen. It's going to, oh, and then some of us, oh, that's great, good, good. And I said, I said, I, I did a 14-minute thing, and I put it on there, and I was just waiting for iTunes to say, go ahead and do it. And one of the other people that's that's one of the Minnesota skeptics, uh, she has a, a, a podcast that she does, and I was asking her, so how, how long does it take before they, before they approve it? And she says, well, it, it took, she says, she thinks maybe a week, maybe two. And I said, okay, okay, well, this show is going to be the first one on, and I'll let you guys know when it's on and, and I said to him, I said, I don't expect you to listen, but I do expect you to subscribe. You don't have to listen. Just subscribe. And and then she, she takes out her phone device thing and she starts, you know, boobity boppity on thing on the thing and the next thing she says, Oh, you're on there now. <laughs> really? And she subscribed, bang, right there. She's my first one. And uh, that, so thank you very much, Maddie, for, for that. And uh, she's also going to help me because she's, she's kind of gone through the, the podcast thing. She's going to help me with uh, uh, seeing if I can get it spread out a little more to 
catch more ears. Um, so that was cool. And then somebody else at the table says, oh, finally. So he starts looking where he gets his podcasts, and, and there it is. Oh, and he subscribed. So I've got a couple of them. And my wife has subscribed, and I have uh, uh, on the laptop here, and then at my <laughs> my computer at work, I should go and review myself. Uh, I won't do that, but but uh, please subscribe, and if you like it, you know, give it a positive review, and the, you know, they all say that, and the and the five stars because that'll help me. I don't know, helps me out on iTunes, but uh, and I and I did say that uh, you know I was measuring the pros and cons about. Um, Doing this podcast and getting it on iTunes, and one of the, I mean, one of the cons was you know losing the gimmick of being you know I mean here on Z Talk Radio it's a real small pond and I'm a skeptical fish in a really small pond. Well, iTunes is <laughs> it's like being a, a teeny tiny skeptical fish in the in the entirety of all the oceans and seas and bodies of water on planet Earth. <laughs> That's what it's like because. You know, there's a buttload of uh, of podcasts out there. Not all of them skeptical, of course, but there are some out. You know, skepticality and and skeptics guide to the universe and the geologic podcast and monster talk and fifteen credibility street and the, the, and and there's then there's more. And it's uh, uh, you know, there's a lot of them out there, and that's that's great. So we're trying to reach out and I and 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 see what we can do to to get believers to examine their beliefs a little more. I don't expect to change anybody's mind, but maybe think about stuff in a little bit. You know, maybe maybe at some point down the line you think, oh, you know, huh, Dim's right about that. What do you know? Dim or Jim. You can call me Dim, you can call me, Di- you can call me Jim, you can call me Doc, Doctor, uh, but you doesn't have to call me Johnson because that doesn't even come into it. Let's see, where am I? Uh... So I'm on iTunes now. We'll see what happens. I, I don't expect to get uh, you know Adam Carolla, Ricky Gervais numbers of subscribers, but maybe more than two or three people listening a week. <laughs> That's my first goal. Set those goals. Let's see if I can get let's see if I can get more than two or three listeners. Uh, I'll let you know how the show the format of the show is. Uh, um, I start out just like just like I did. And I always say at the top of the show, uh, I say, I mean, my name, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Dr. Dim is a nickname. And I say that, remember, I'm not really a doctor, and I make the, enti- the double entendre. I just play doctor online. Uh, that's my way of just saying that I'm not really a doctor. I'm not a doctor. I'm a, I'm a cartoonist, a portrait artist. I write, I'm a blogger. And, but mainly for a living, I'm a janitor. So, you know, I, I'm the office manager for a janitorial service, but... A couple, three nights a week, I'm out either cleaning a couple buildings or checking on buildings. I'm doing that. And I work part-time for a comic book store, and I blog for that comic book store on their on their blog, which is called Warehouse Find, which you'll be able to find if you go to nostalgiazone.com. Go to that page, and you'll see the blog option. You can go to that, and then you'll find uh, every Thursday I do a blog, which has a certain nostalgia feel to it. Uh, this past week, I reviewed, uh, retro-reviewed the movie A Christmas Story. It's the season. And I love that movie. Um, and then, so so during the show, it's an hour long. I go maybe a tick or two over an hour usually, uh, but there's no uh, there's no live show following me. There's a there's a pre-recorded show that follows me, which is Big Picture Science. Big Picture Science, which is a science program. So on Saturday nights, you get me. I'm science friendly, and then you get Big Picture Science. You get two of them, and that's that's all about science, and it's a really good show. I listen to it every week. And so there's two episodes that you'll get after my show's off. If you're if you're a you know if you're a late night kind of guy or gal, uh, an insomniac, and you got nothing, you know what what better do you have to do on Saturday night? There's nothing better to do on Saturday night, so why not listen to my show? Unless of course you got it on iTunes, and then you can listen to whatever you want, or you can you can go to the archives page on on ztalkradio.com, go to the archives page, and you can you can get my show from there. So it's there's options for you, and that's going to continue. So when I do this, uh, usually about 20 minutes in, I take uh, a break, which is about three minutes. You can, if you're listening to it on iTunes, you can fast forward through it. Although I suggest you listen to the uh, to the, uh, the the song that plays 
into break and the song plays out of break because my my songs my bumpers are better than anybody else's they're just awesome they're from the 80s and there's alternative music that mostly but there's they're all from the 80s you'll you'll hear you'll understand uh and then um so then it usually takes about two two uh, three minutes maybe four minutes and then i come back and then i take another break at about the 40 minute mark of the show another three minutes or so and i come back in and you know wrap up the show and i'm and there we go. And we're set for another week. And in fact, I have reached my first break. So, ah, thanks for subscribing if you have. Uh, please, as I said, please rate it and you know put a nice review on there if you like the show. If you don't, well, hey, you don't have to keep listening to it. Um, I do what I can. And uh, uh, right now, I can go to break. So I'm going to do that. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'll return after... You know, three minutes or so. Sit tight. See? It's a really good song. This is a really good song. My life, you're clever, Jim. You'd certainly taken me in. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. I am living on Channel Z. Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Val Tor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, on Z Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Dr. Dim might even have a guest or two. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network network. Remember, there's no hugging in the chat room. You're listening to Dimland Radio on Z Talk Radio Network. Hi, I'm Amanda Pete. Like all new parents, my husband and I want what's best for our baby. When it was time for our daughter's immunizations, we wanted the facts. So we carefully researched vaccines. We spoke with doctors and other experts and asked some tough questions. We decided the vaccines were the best thing for our child. I urge you to get the facts. Learn the facts about vaccines so you can make the best health care decisions for your family. Thank you. A message from the American Academy of Pediatrics and vaccinateyourbaby.org. We'll all be hornswoggled. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what, you think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. You're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, where does Dr. Dim come from? Uh, it's it's a story that's not scintillating or anything like that. It's a nickname picked up in a kind of an odd way, though. Uh, I went to art school in 1983 to 1986, and that was just right after high school. And the group of people I hung out with had uh, one guy in there that was uh, he had an oddball sense of humor, I think. I think our group were all have, were kind of oddball in our way. Uh, a couple of punk rockers in there, uh, a goth rocker or two, a weird art punk like me. I, I, I was goofy looking and dressing and did weird things with my hair, but nothing eh, nothing too wild really. But uh, I just looked odd. <laughs> I had a you know I have a kind of a weird way of thinking, and I've always had that. Um, if you're in the chat room and my younger brother's in there, my brother Steve, if he's there, just ask him because uh, he'll tell you, yeah, Jim's always been a little odd. And uh, 
And it, so anyway, so our group, we had this one guy in there, same age as me, just out of high school. And uh, he he just got this idea. I don't know where it came from. Just started doing it. He would take the everybody's name and uh, take their first name and change the first letter from whatever it was to a D. The letter D, as in dog. And he would say, you know, so uh, let's see. So uh, Lou became Do. Troy was Droy. Gene was Dean. And Jim became Dim. And just dim stuck. It just was something they they liked, and I I never took it as an insult. <laughs> I liked it too. I thought it I was kind of cool. It was a, you know you, you come out of high school and you're and you're trying to uh, I don't know at least I was trying to um, embrace a different you know identity kind of you know not not to change yourself but just kind of be yourself a little more. High school seemed to be a little more fitting in kind of deal but even in even in being weird i was kind of fitting in with my weird friends in art school you know it just kind of was it just it was just but just being a little expressive and in fact there was a guy that that uh uh that was at going going to the art school as well he uh um when i met my first year there first couple few months into it three two three months into it i should say I would. I was still wearing my high school jacket, and uh, and he just mentioned it to me. He says, "You know, man, you're not in high school anymore. You're still wearing your high school jacket. You know, come on." Kind of, kind of gave me the nudge. I said, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." And then I started to branch out and, you know, get into the punk kind of thing, and the music and the and the look and the thinking, whatever. Yeah, started doing that. Okay, so dim became this identity that I had with art school, and it was my art school friends that called me that. It wasn't old high school friends; they didn't call me that. It felt weird if they even tried, which I don't think anybody ever did. They all just kind of, what do they call you? Oh, they call me dim. It's it's the long story. I'm not telling you. And and they, it's so so dim was an art school thing. The doctor part came about when I think it was in my second year uh, for design class. I was doing a. Uh, kind of a sculpture of found objects, not necessarily found objects, but unusual materials, um, chicken wire, and garbage bags, and foam rubber uh, pillow insert, inserts, and I was I was making this large Tyrannosaurus Rex kind of skull. It's making that, and the intent was, and I. <laughs> this is the hubris of youth and the 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 non thinking of inexperience the not quite thinking it through uh my idea was i'd get this thing made i didn't think it would be that heavy i didn't think to weigh it to see how much it would weigh <laughs> or anything like that but it get kind it did get kind of heavy and uh it's bigger than i think what an actual tyrannosaurus rex skull would be um, and anyway, so I, I, I build this thing, and then I get the help of friends, and, and uh, we were going to, to hang it, suspend it from the, 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 the roof or the ceiling above the main stairwell of the building. Now, the school was in an old mansion. See, in St. Paul, Minnesota, that's where the school was in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, it was on this, this street called uh, uh, Summit Avenue. And back in the day, that's where all the rich people lived, and they built these big mansions. The governor's mansion is on Summit Avenue, it still is today, and it's so, so all these really big mansions are in there. And, uh, so, and, and at some point, this one mansion that the school was in was taken over by the school, and they, they turned it. You know, so it was a very cool old house, and, and of course, of course, there was the legend that it was haunted. Oh, you know, the one one teacher was saying, "Oh, yes, we." Uh, there was some students that that said they they saw a hanging body hanging over this this that stairwell that I, you know, the opening of the stairwell from the second floor, uh, and I and they saw that. And of course, none of us ever saw a ghost there. And it, yeah, sure, yeah, some some maid that was in the house committed suicide apparently. And uh, right, that's the story. And it's like, okay, okay, fine. Now I wasn't. In my real skeptical stage back then, I probably went, ooh, kind of cool, creepy, but yeah, sure. Sure, there's a ghost. Never experienced anything like that when I was there, but what are you going to do? Anyway, 
it's so, so it has this big open stairwell, the main stairwell for the for the for the building, and it's so I, I I was gonna place it above the the uh, the second or the the first. It, it was just two flights up to the second floor. So over the landing, that part I was gonna hang it from there. So I got some friends to help and got some some you know wire. I don't know. Like for paper, uh, for uh, for hanging pictures, you know, the kind that kind of wire, the braided wire, and eye hooks, and we got a big ladder, and we were drilling the eye hooks into the into the beams that go across the ceiling, above the, the that open stairwell. So we're hoisting it into place, we're getting it up there, and we we have it in place, and it and it stayed in place for a few seconds. When I don't know if the hooks came out or if the wire snapped or what, but it 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 broke in such a way that the the skull swung down the the stairwell. And one of my one of the people that was helping me, a friend, I think it was Gene, he was down there and he saw this thing coming. He said he, nobody got hit, nobody got hurt. There was no real damage done, but the thing came down. He says the mouth seemed to open up like it was coming to get him. And it's too bad. There wasn't somebody with a video camera at that point uh, videoing it from that angle because that would have been the art right there. That moment was the art, and it still was. That was the art of that piece, that moment where it, it came alive. And the thing is, I don't think I got approval from anybody at the school to go ahead and, <laughs> and do it, to put these things up there. So... <clears throat> How does that deal with Dr. Dim? Oh, well, it deals with Dr. Dim because uh, what I ended up doing with that sculpture, it didn't break apart or anything. Is I, I got it back together, and I decided, well, I have to rig up a system using some benches, some tall benches that we have for arts. You know, if you're working at an easel, they have this kind of tall, narrow bench thing with a shelf that you can put stuff on top of and put it on the shelf. So I grabbed a couple of those the same height, and I incorporated them into the into the head thing the skull and and so I got that set set on the landing and so people could see it and then I made this little plaque handwritten and I wrote in there some funny name for the for the skull I can't think of what it was and then I discovered by Dr. Dim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons so that's where the doctor came from so Dr. Dim well again this was just an art school thing but Dim always kind of stuck with me. Uh, I, there was one point I did, I was, you know, I'm a cartoonist, and I tried to do get a comic strip going on a, a character based loosely on me, um, trying to be, you know, oddball, funny kind of thing. And I named him Dim. And then when it came to doing a website for me, uh, dimland.com, so what we named it. My wife built it up, you know, built it for me, and she's, you know, what are we gonna call it? And I said, well, let's call it uh, Dimland. <laughs> okay, so that's that's where that came from. And then when I started going into chat rooms for for Z Talk, or leaving comments on uh, blogs like uh, 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 Stuck in the 80s blog. Uh, there's a podcast called Stuck in the 80s, and there's a blog called Stuck in the 80s. They're they're affiliated, and I would comment, and I would just I adopted the. I've readopted Dr. Dim, and now you know people who know me through this show, uh, know me through Z Talk, know me through Stuck in the '80s. You know, Dr. Dim. They just know me. You know, that's, so that's so it's back, and that's why I say I'm you know Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. That's why it's called Dimland Radio. You know, when when we were getting this together to put it on iTunes, Amy was. Amy, my wife, asked me, "Do you want? To, are we gonna change? We gotta change the name, right?" And I said, well, "No, because <laughs> it's it's not it's not radio." But that's I said that's the name of the show. The name of the show is Dimland Radio, so that's let's just keep it that way, and that way I don't have to redesign the logo. So that's why I'm called Doctor Dim, and this is called Dimland Radio, and and there you go. It's just in case you wanted to know. There you go. But that, I'm telling you, that moment of that thing came down. <laughs> uh, that was beautiful. Well, let's see. Uh, Donald Trump just got named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. And uh, some people on social media, some of my Facebook friends, uh, have just lost their shit. 
they just boycott Time magazine. F you, Time. How could you do that? You know, just just really, just really. I I, I know they're upset that he won the election, which is a shocker. We I think all of us were shocked, except for maybe Michael Moore. And possibly Bill Maher. I heard he was actually predicting that, that Trump would win. And I, I just look at that. And, and, and people, other people, and, and, and it's not just, you know, some of my Facebook friends that maybe I don't know as well, but from judging by the kind of stuff they post, they're maybe a little less, uh, they're not as skeptical. Uh, they may not have uh, the best rational thinking skills, or they or they have rational blind spots. I have uh, rational blind spots uh, when it comes to sports. I will fully admit that uh, uh, my my irrational love hate relationship with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> They call them the losers. They're always going to lose. Damn. Anyway, don't get me started on them at this point because I don't have time. But I do, and I'm aware of it, and I'm trying to not let it take me over too much. But it's kind of fun sometimes just to just let it go. And but there are people that I've seen on Facebook that I think that you know their opinions are good. I mean, I agree with them every time, but I think they're they're thoughtful, that they're reasonable, uh, that they have a good, they make good points, and and some of them are just doing the same thing. It says, "Oh God, Time Magazine, how could you do it?" And 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 I, I hate to call it on them but i think it's they're just being a little bit lazy it's just it read the article i read it read the article it, people it, there are people myself included that are trying to say you know it's not an honor it's not an honorific their time magazine isn't necessarily lauding the person that they pick as person of the year they're, it's they're picking people as time magazine said for better or for worse, have had a, a, an immense impact on the world in a given year. And can you think of anybody other than Donald Trump that had more of an effect than him? Can you think of someone? Now, I, I suppose if Hillary Clinton had won the election, she might have gotten it, person of the year, because, you know, first woman president, you know, that, that, that might have happened. However... I, th I would still make a little bit of an argument where I could see, even if she won, I could still see Trump being named that because of just how dominant he was in the in, 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 in certainly in political news, but throughout the world. I've got I got I get, there's a friend I have that uh, that lives in Australia, and through Facebook he he started a group chat with. His, with the two or three or four of his American friends, myself included, where he's asking us, getting our perspective from, and he's telling us, boy, you know, it's looking kind of crazy to us down here in Australia. I got a friend that's out in in, in Scotland, and, and he and I discussed it and talked about Brexit and how he was looking at that and how Scotland didn't vote to, to leave the European Union. So we, you know, getting these perspectives from around the world. And, and Brexit may have been a, a, a an indicator that we should have taken a little more seriously when it came to a, the American election. It's it, it may maybe they're completely unrelated, but it seemed like maybe that's the way the wind is blowing. And oh boy! But really, you know, I sat with the, uh, uh, the Minnesota skeptics on on Thursday night, and we were uh, one of them in particular, and I were we were we were patting, batting back and forth. It's like who would who else could we think of? And I said, well, I, you know, I thought of uh, well, he said he thought you know Bernie Sanders possibly, and I, I agreed with him. Uh, that Bernie Sanders certainly uh, might have had some pull. Um, uh, Black Lives Matter, just the the organization, the movement, might have been in the in the running. Uh, I, I suggested Wikipedia or Wiki, WikiLeaks. Maybe that would have been somewhere. Or WikiLeaks and Julian Assange is that his name? So it was there, but really, you just can't. How can you not have it be Trump? <laughs> and and again, it wasn't an honorific. And then we, people were pointing out, you know, and I talked about this on one of the older shows, uh, uh, not all that long ago, because a, a, a graphic was going around social media saying, you know, the media, you know, Time picked Hitler as Man of the Year. You know, Adolf Hitler, that one, that Hitler, 
picked him as man of the year in 1938. So that goes to show you how reliable the news media is. And, you know, people who who took a little time, who took the, the 15 minutes to read the article that you can find. You can find Times article naming uh, Hitler man of the year in 1938. You can find that. And you can read it. And you can see in the article that Time isn't saying, hooray for Hitler. <laughs> They're not saying that at all. They're laying out the case that you can't deny that he didn't have the greatest impact or, 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 or most impactful impact on the year 1938. You can't deny that he did. And, it's, and, and they list how he's dangerous and all this kind of stuff. And I had people, when we were bringing this up with the Trump thing, you know, Hitler was there. I, I, the Ayatollah Khomeini got it. Stalin got it twice. Uh, you know, there, the other people that, you know, not, you know, Nixon got it twice. Um, but Nixon's probably was a little, you know, when he went to China. I mean, you know, Nixon might have been a pretty nasty uh, guy and not a great, uh, great for the American people, but he did go to China. You know, there's the Vulcan pro proverb, only Nixon can go to China. Oh, and there's a Dimland Radio proverb uh, that says, I have to go to a break. My goodness, did I get to my next break? Yeah, according to my notes, I take a break now. So I'll be back. Sit tight. I'll be back another, you know, three minutes or so, and another really good song to start uh, the break. So I'll be back. News, 100% information, 100% guarantee. I thought you might say that. <laughs> You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. This is Meryl Streep. There's so much in life we can't control. But here's something we can colorectal cancer. It's the second leading cancer killer in the U.S., but it is almost entirely preventable. Screening finds polyps so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. If you're over 50, get screened for colorectal cancer. Screening saves lives. It could really save your life. For more information, call 1-800-CDC-INFO. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. Did you see that UFO sighting that made the news? What did that latest study about alternative treatments really say? Is this photo making the rounds real or a hoax? Doubtful News is a unique website featuring news about pseudoscience, the paranormal, anomalies, and questionable claims framed with a skeptical view. Come visit doubtfulnews.com every day for news about cryptozoology, conspiracies, shams, scams, and more. Follow us on Twitter at Doubtful News. Critical thinking is essential in assessing today's news. Doubtful News helps you decide, can you really believe this stuff? Hey, this is Danny Potts from the Kentucky Ghost Chasers, and you're listening to Z Talk Radio. Welcome back to Dimland Radio here on the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. I hope I didn't give you the impression that the bumpers are full songs when I go to break. No, no, they're just 20 seconds or so, and I had to break, and and that's that's what I do. <laughs> okay? Uh, so I hope I didn't give you that impression that you're going to hear the whole song. Our station doesn't have the license to play the whole song, uh, and... I, we can kind of get away from these these short ones, you know, sort of like you know, fair use or whatever, whatever we call it. Hopefully, nobody gets mad at me. I mean, 
you know, come on. You should go out and buy that song. It's a great song by the police. Every little thing she does is magic. I remember buying that song when it was new. <laughs> that song, like, that's that's 1985 or so. That's, I mean, or, or, or sooner, earlier? It's 83? <laughs> that's, oh, man. I'm old. Okay, so... We were trying to explain to these people that were losing their composure over this, saying it's not an honorific. It's you know, it's he you can't deny he had an impact, but some just didn't want to hear it, and they're saying you know calling the boycott Time Magazine, and I I just think that it's just a little bit lazy. They could have taken the time to read the article. The people who were complaining about Hitler being made Man of the Year. Take the time, read the article, you'll understand. Just, you know, and I and I was talking about this with the Minnesota Skeptics this past Thursday, that I'm trying to do this. If I'm going to share an article, uh, I, I, I make sure I read it. <laughs> and I don't just go by headlines. Which is something that was brought up. I, I haven't noticed it because, I, I swear to you, I've been noticing that that uh, Snopes.com, which is which is in general a very good site for for finding out if some of these rumors running around the internets are true or not, they research, they 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 cite their sources, they make corrections when they've made errors. They're they're a good source. Oh, of course, there's people. Oh, they're liberally biased. Well, that's because there there's a lot of stories these days that aren't true about President Obama. Uh, give it a year or two, and when there's lots of stories that aren't true about Trump, and and Snopes is is uh, explaining that they're not true, then you'll have people say, oh, Snopes is a conservatively biased. See how it goes? That's how it goes. Anyway, they've been putting stuff out on social media where they'll Put a headline that of a story, and they'll have a question mark after the headline instead of as I've seen it. I've seen it where the first word is false. False. Uh, uh, Mitt Romney did not sprout bat wings and go flying after meeting with Donald Trump. I don't know, just making that up. But I would see headlines like that. They would have false first. But then uh, Travis, he's one of the uh, Minnesota skeptics. He showed me. You know, he was showing us some headlines, and he's thinking, I gotta say, I am a little concerned about that. This trying to get a click, but people will share things without clicking or reading, I should say. And that's that's kind of the danger. That's that's what we, that's you know part of what I do on on my Facebook is I you know I try to pick and choose, but I'll I'll start to refute things. No, no, this isn't true. You know, not checking things on Snopes before posting on Facebook is that that's that's a paddling. You know, that's a Simpsons meme that goes around, and I put I post that into the thread and and so a lot and there's other people out there that you know, oh here's your Snopes post or factcheck.org or something other than Snopes because people say well Snopes not the be all and end all of everything. Well, yeah, I suppose, but um, you know, Infowars isn't even anywhere close. That's uh, Alex Jones' uh, Alex Jones uh, conspiracy theory whacked out website or natural news. Uh, you're not going to get you know, no, you're not going to get truth to reality on that either, or close to reality on that either. Uh, that's Mike Adams, the health danger, or he calls himself the health ranger. He's yeah, he he's you know the pharma pharmacies are all trying to kill you, but he's got plenty of uh, supplements and things he can sell you. That'll that'll do the trick. He's got the snake oil for you. <sighs> so anyway, it's part of what I do on the internet. Uh, part of what I do on this show, as I mentioned, that uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a pedant. I get pedantic here and there. Uh, I and I have what I call on my show a pedantic moment, and I've got one right now. time for another Dimland Radio pedantic moment. What did they get wrong this time, Dim? 
Well, let me tell you what they got wrong. The other night, I was uh, I was clicking through the stations, and uh, one of the channels was playing a movie called Children of a Lesser God. That was released sometime in the 80s. It was uh, an early film uh, of uh, William Hurt's, uh, William Hurt's, uh, Hurt, William Hurt, the actor. Uh, he played a, uh, a young, uh, unconventional teacher of deaf kids. He's, he's going to this, he's a new teacher at the school for the deaf. And I think part of his, his classes, he's only got like six kids in the class. And he's trying to teach them how to use speech. They're, they're deaf. They're completely deaf. They can't hear anything at all. And, but he's trying to teach them how to use speech. And some of them already have some. And it's, you know, you, you know they get that kind of an, there's an odd sound, you know, the way that, that a deaf person will talk. But that's just because they, they can't hear themselves and they're, 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 they're basing their sound on, on uh, vibration and breath and, and that kind of stuff. So it's, it's got to be, it's, it's commendable that they can figure out how to make the sounds. It's, it really is. It's, it's amazing how people can figure out. You know, you know when people get... You know, and the the less in, the the less uh, tolerant around us, they get upset about uh, people who uh, may be from another country and they come here to America and they and they they don't have uh, they're they're not great with English, but they're they can speak it and be understood. And then the you know and the people who are born here and English is their first language and they they start getting funny. You know, it, I I want to say I think I have said to some it says you know they how many languages do you speak? This guy may not have English down as almost as good as you that's good <laughs> but uh he's got two languages at least on you he's got the his the one that he was you know born into and, and then coming here so you know that's that's, that's cut him some slack it's it's, it's amazing that uh, i'm i i i only know one and i barely know it and so i'm always amazed when somebody is is bilingual or trilingual or however many linguals they are it's amazing. Anyway, so that's not my pedantic moment. My pedantic moment is, at this deaf school, uh, we, the movie introduces us to the actor uh, Marley Matlin, who is, in, in real life, deaf. And she, I think, I believe she won the Oscar for her performance in this film. And she, uh, she used to be a student at the school, and she, but, but uh, so she graduated. She's very intelligent, but she's determined not to use speech. She's she's against that idea, and of course, the her and William Hurt, their two characters, kind of you know butt heads, and then become romantically involved and all that, you know, you know movies. But she works for the school, and but she works for the school as the janitor. Now, <clears throat> as I said at the top of the show, I work as a janitor. I have done so since 1989. I don't let me try to figure out the math because it'll make me sick. <laughs> but that's close to 30 years, is it not? Uh, so the scene that I'm going to mention here, uh, it's early in the film. Uh, William Hurt's character, he's seen, this Marley Matlin's character, he's seen her and he's asked about her, and they say, "Oh yeah, well, yeah, she's here, but she's kind of oh, she's oh, she's you know, she's feisty. Oh, she's feisty. That's not what they say in the movie, but that's what I say. She's feisty, you know. Oh, she's she's got a temper and all that. <laughs> and, well, she is. Uh, and so uh, he's, he's it's after class, and he's uh, the school day's done, and he's doing whatever teachers do when the school day's done. And he's in his office, and he hears water sloshing out in the hall. And he goes to take a look at what's what's happening out there. And she's mopping the floor. That's what's going on out there. And that's when, this is where my pedantry comes in. <laughs> I'm watching this and I went, that woman has never mopped a floor a day in her life. <laughs> that's not how you mop. You don't mop like that. She's mopping a hallway. Here's how you mop a hallway. Here's how I mop a hallway. And I'm a pro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something to be proud of. But hey, you know, it's it's. I make a living. What are you gonna do? When you mop a hallway, you get your mop bucket, you get your mop, you get the water in there with the right amount of soap in the water, and you go in down there, and you you take the mop bucket and the mop down to about ten or fifteen feet 
from the end of the hallway. Let's it ends at a wall. You get and you start there, and you you wring out your mop, uh, wring it out pretty well because you want to damp mop the floor. You don't want it super wet unless it calls for it, but usually it doesn't call for super wet. So you wring out the mop, and what you do is, and I do this do it this way. I walk up. The, the walk up the hall to the wall that where the hall ends as I have the mop on the floor going along the base of the wall on the floor along the right side I go up that way and I get to the end of that hallway I'm facing the wall now I'm facing the wall and I take the mop and I go across the base of that wall and then I come down the base go along the base of the wall the floor you know the base of the wall on the floor along the left a little bit and then I start to walk backwards and I move the mop back and forth in a looping motion left you know left to right right to left left to right and I keep going back until I get to the mop bucket then I refresh the water move the mop bucket back another 10 or 15 feet and I do the same thing again and I walk back and I go like that is how you mop a hallway with giving it a little more go on some some area where there might be a stain that needs a little more you know a little more elbow grease and you do that and then that's how that's how you mop a hallway what was she doing she's got the floor too wet for one thing it's just soaking wet it's just a she's just mopping up a hallway it's not like it's, it's filled with traffic you know traffic from salt and all that kind of crap that comes in during winter it it's, it looks fairly clean as it is anyway and so she's got too much water on the floor and she's pushing the mop out in front of herself she's standing back i don't know how far from the wall and she's pushing it out straight out in front and then pulls it back and then pushes it out a little off to the right and pulls it back and pulls pushes it off and she'll walk side to side and then she'll walk backwards and she's pushing it out front nobody mops that way you'll get exhausted mopping that way that's that's just not how you do it there might be little spots where you can't get into your your physical body can't get in but you can get the mop in there that you'll do the back and forth and you know push it out in front of yourself there are areas where you will do it that's what it calls for but it you don't mop an entire hallway watch that scene and you'll say uh-huh see i know what dim was talking about because he's a janitor and he knows that's not the way good night. you mop a floor good night, good night. you gotta be kidding i've reached the end of the show already well that's the end of the first official show on dimland radio so please subscribe on itunes and rate and review and remember to be skeptical and that extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence you've been listening to dimland radio on the z talk radio network at ztalkradio.com i'm your host jim dr tim fitzsimmons reminding you to sleep with the lights off check out my show notes at dimland.com just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to dr dim at dimland.com that's d-r-d-i-m at dimland.com and the opening theme song ram is by theolius and is used with permission oh i just remembered I did say I was going to talk about Bigfoot. Um, I forgot. (laughs) This is the trouble when you do a live show and you kind of let things flow the way you let it flow. I'll catch it next week. Uh, There's a video that's shown up on YouTube, uh, a newer one, that shows Bigfoot. And, uh, well, I'll talk about it next week. I'll make notes. I'll make sure I don't forget. So hold me to it. (laughs) Dim, you said you were going to talk about the the Bigfoot thing. I promise I'll talk about Bigfoot. Now let's return to the, the, the end of the show uh, that I just interrupted. has been a production of the Z Talk Radio Network.
And now, a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for tuning us in. Well, I'm going to hell. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Wow.